Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Now, today's life-changing word. Sometimes I just want to just hang my head low because I say, God, I didn't deserve your grace for that. I didn't deserve your mercy. But Jesus said, Fanny, because of who I am, because how much I love you, you did deserve it. You did. I'm going to give it to you, you know. And I just I just wonder about how how much that we don't even know how awesome he is, how wonderful he is. Because sometimes we look at him in our humanistic mind. We look at him in our intellectual ability. We look at him in a religious mindset. And God's like saying, I'm not that. I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm spirit. But we can't comprehend it because we're looking at him in a, in a worldly set. Even though we are Christians. And God said, I'm not. But in, in, spite, of, in spite of everything... In spite of everything, in spite of everything, he has been so good to us, so wonderful to us. Sometimes we are not even good to each other. Sometimes we blame other people and we we don't treat other people right. And God doesn't even treat us the way we treat other people. That's how good he is. Sometimes we want all that. We want the house. We want the spouse. We want the riches. And sometimes God give it to us and we not even good. But he loves us so much. Because he's a good father. And I'm trying to say, okay, Holy Spirit, where, where are you having me? Because I, I, I put this in. Like, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different pastor. It's a different walk on me today. It's different. And there's a shift. There's a shift. There's a shift in you. There's a shift in me. See, in this shift, we can't stay where we want to stay. We got to go where God tells us to go. But how many know that shift hurts? That shift costs. Trying to get where God wants me to get because I studied. I studied, I did it, and God said, Let me deal with this myself, you know. See, the foundation scripture says, Psalms 89 11. It says, Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. It says, Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. And I like to say, so I may please you too, God. Because see, if I'm pleasing you, I'm honoring you. Revelation of a difference. So I want to honor you. So in this season, I learned this. I, I, I'm walking down and I'm, I'm saying, teach me oh, your ways, oh Lord. Give me your wisdom. And God was saying, he, he just let me. And I, I remembered that. And, I'm, and I said, God, put it in my heart. Put it down. Don't let it just be words when I come to church and pastor says, do you know that scripture? I'm like, God, teach me your ways according to your truth. Your truth, not my truth, not Fanny's truth, but your absolute truth. And, and I said, grant me purity of my heart so I may honor you, so I may please you. God, give me the wisdom I need for you that you want me to have. And God says, God sends Sharon, God sends Valley, God sends Rita, God 
God says, Clyde, he's saying to us, do you really want my wisdom? Do you really want to honor me? Do you really want to please me? Because it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. So I'm trying. It's like it's different now. It's different. You were awesome too. That was awesome. See, when you let people be who they are, you, you'd be surprised what they're going to come out of. And God is like saying, I got to deal with this. If you really want my wisdom, I'm trying to hear what he is saying. I know what he's saying, and I'm trying because it's a difference. It's like I can't explain it. Elder G, I can't explain it. Pastor, I can't explain it. Maria, I can't explain it. But it's a difference on me now. And what, and what I used to want, and what I was, where I was, God's like saying, you're not there no more. Malo, malo. So stop playing the funk. Come on now. You know, you're where I need you to be, but you want to stay where you want to be, but you're not there. So when I come up here, I'm saying, okay, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to be? Because I'm used to doing it a little bit of my way, in his way, all his way when he come, when I come, but it's a difference. So the, the, the title of the message is The Cost of Godly Wisdom. Father, we, we lift this up to you and we thank you. Thank you so much for just what already took place. Thank you, Elder G. Thank you for Elder G Prayer who set the atmosphere, the praise team who set the atmosphere. So that's saying you've been so good. Thank you for everything. Have your way. Let your people hear what you're saying. Let them hear that they know that it's not us, it's you. You're building this house. You're building this life. Let us just lay aside us and allow you to do you and be you in us. I cannot do this without you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Because right now I am... I feel empty inside. But I know I'm not because you are resting in me. So have your way in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm going to try to be not hyper. <laughs> but I was going to title this message, and I'm going to go by my notes. Lord, let wisdom build your house. But when I started asking God for his wisdom... I started asking God to teach me his wisdom because I'm like, God, I really want you. I really want your wisdom. I, I, I want you. And God's like saying, um, okay, Fanny, do you really want what, I, you, what you say you want? And so what God started doing, he started showing me my house. And I'm like, oh, because my house, it was God's house. But it still had a lot of fanny in it and on it. See, then God started showing me the walls. He started showing me my plumbing was outdated. He started showing me the moldness of my walls. He started showing me my house that I, I allowed him to build, but I had still a lot of fanny in that house. So my concrete was kind of shaky. It was cracked. The walls were kind of run down and whatever the furniture was. It looked good on the outside, but inside it was kind of, it was kind of shabby and all that. So I'm saying, God, show me, show me, um, I want you to build, I want you to be all that in me. I want you, I want you. And God says, I got to deal with this fanny. I got to deal with what I'm showing you, your house. See, because you thought your house was all this and that. You thought your foundation was all in me. But I'm showing you that your foundation wasn't all in me. You still have a lot of fanny inside of you. And I got to deal with that. I got to deal with the issues that you have inside of you. So he, God started tearing down my house. Because he said, if you want my house, I got to tear some things down in your house. The stuff that you did, the stuff that you want, the stuff that you desire. I got to tear it down. And every time he tore it down, it hurt. Yeah. 
and it costs me. So every time I say, but I want your wisdom, it's going to cost you, Fanny. It's going to cost you. So every time he, t- he, he took the sledgehammer and he, he knocked the walls down, it cost me. It cost me. See, because my house was created with me, God, but it still had me in it. And God said in Psalms 127, 1 and 2, unless the Lord builds your house, unless he builds your house, the work of the builder is wasted. So everything I build in my house, everything I put on in my house, it was wasted because it was my house. I live here. See that chair? I put it there. But God said, I didn't want that chair there. I wanted that chair over there, but you put it there. So it's you saying it's my house. I put it there. I live here. And God says, but I need to live in your house. So I'm going to take that chair and throw it out. And every time he took a piece of furniture, it hurt. It cost. Because I was building my house based on my specifications, my blueprint, and God was like saying, no, baby, you need my blueprint. You need my specifications, so I'm going to build the house. Yeah. See, no matter what you're doing, no matter if you, 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 are, you, you are a business person, you're you making good money, you build. Men have made monuments. Men have, men have created things, and there's Elon Musk, and there's Google, and there's, there's Microsoft, and they got tons of money. You put all your, your, your stuff in or your being in a job, your marriage and all of that, and then one day with a drop of the hat, it crumbles. Wow. A natural disaster, a hurricane, nobody wants your product anymore. Wow. Nobody, your marriage falls apart. All right, now. You know, your kids are going amok, and God's like saying, and it crumbles, and you crumble because you're like, what is going on? And God said, because you built your house on you, Woo. on your blueprint, on your specification, and you left me out of it. So because you left me out of it, you're crumbling. You say, God, this is a mess. Where are you, God? God said, I'm right here. I'm waiting for you to get yourself together and let me build your house my way. Well, really build my house and you. (laughs) You build your foundation on your marriage, your husband, your wife. You say, just if I just get a man. I'll be okay. Well. And that man or that wife, they're not right sometimes. Mm. And then something happens and they leave you and you crumble. Mm. Or they stand with you and they're not acting right because you put it on your specification because you thought if you just had a man or a wife, I'd be okay. And God's like saying, you built your specification on you. Your kids are running amok. Instead of giving them to God, you're trying to fix them, give them everything they need because you're like, I'm going to fix this. And God's like, you built your specifications on you. And then this is the funny thing about us, me. Because I didn't realize I built part of my house, I was not being all God caught me. I tried to fix it. I tried to fix the plumbing. We tried to fix the plumbing. We tried to fix the windows. We tried to knock down the walls. And then we, what we do, we try to fix it. We even get books. We Google how to do, how to do stuff. And then we do it, and then it comes out messier. And it's bigger mess than before because we're still trying to fix what God's like saying. You can't fix this. It's no way you can fix it, but I'm going to sit back and let you try to fix it. And then one day your house is going to crumble because the leaks, the, the walls are crumbling down, the pipes are leaking and all that because you're trying to fix it. But what you need is the carpenter with the seed. But you're trying to do it on your life, your way. And God said, go ahead, try to fix it. Because every week we hear the word and we say, God, I want your wisdom. I want your will. And God said, you don't want my will. You don't want my wisdom because it's going to cost you. Because we want it for a sale. We want the wisdom of God. We want to pay for a price with a sale price. We want a bargain price for God's wisdom. God said, God, God said, my wisdom is not for sale. There's no bargain in my wisdom. My wisdom is wholesale. What you got, baby, is wholesale. There's no sale in my wisdom. I'm going to give you the truth, and the truth will make you free. But we want to do it in our way. God, we're going to bargain with God. Well, God, I'm going to do it this way, and then I'm going to do it that way. God says, no, baby. I'm not for sale. I'm not a bargain. I'm God. So then this season, 
this season, God said, okay, Fanny, let's deal with this now. Because you asking for my wisdom, and it's going to hurt. But I'm saying, God, I want it. And God said, okay, I'm going to show the house to the house. I'm going to show the house to the house. So this summer, I thought I was going to rest, and I thought I was going to have fun because the new, new and sky, my mom, they didn't come down. I thought I was just going to have a good time this summer. And God said, oh. I thought me and Pete was going to cruise and all that. And God said, oh. I go to Baltimore. I went to Baltimore. I just said, I'm going to go to Baltimore because I'm thinking I'm okay. Because I, I fixed the plumbing before. You understand what I'm saying? I fixed the plumbing before, so it should work. <laughs> but God said, oh, you just bandaged the plumber. <laughs> you know? So when I, I went to Baltimore, and I got sick. It probably wasn't my time to go to Baltimore because our finances weren't the best. But Fanny being Fanny, building her house, she goes and do what she want to do. But I, I got Jesus on the inside of me. Right, come on. And he is, he, he's, my, he's my rock. But God said, I'm going to show the house to the house. Yeah. So I get sick in Baltimore, and everybody gets on my nerves. Normally, I could fake the funk. This time, God didn't even let me fake the funk. Normally, I could fix it. I could pray my way. This time, I couldn't pray my way. I got so sick, they took me out to eat. I didn't eat. Now, anybody who know me, my husband know, I will eat. I love to eat. I don't share my food. If you want something, I will give it to you. I will buy for you. But you're not going to eat my food. But I am not stingy. I'm like, then you want french fries? You, I'll buy you french fries, but don't eat my french fries. Even if I don't eat all of my french fries, don't eat my french fries. You understand? He don't have to help me. That's just who I am. <laughs> You know, because if you wanted fries, you should have ordered fries. You understand what I'm saying? Don't mess me up because you didn't do what you needed to do. You wanted to be sanctified and holy and not order fries and say, I'm on a diet. But I'm like, baby, you ain't on a diet if you want my fries. So get be, be, be behind me, whoever. So I didn't eat. And I got real sick. I got so sick. I thought, you know, y'all got to know me because I never get sick. But God said, I'm going to deal with this. So my mother took my temperature, and I had a temperature. But I, and I got so sick. I got so scared. I called Pete. I said, Pete, you got to pray, because I'm, I'm telling you, it was terrible for me. I even called the leaders, and they were praying for me. Thank you all for praying for me. But it was, it was a warfare going on, and I didn't know. So I, I said, I, I got to get home. So I got home. I went on the airplane. I covered up. People thought I was probably crazy. I didn't care. But I felt in my spirit, if I get home from Baltimore and I get home, I'll be okay. So when I got home, I didn't kiss Pete. Pete said, oh, you, you look, you look kind of, you know, bad. You know? But I didn't kiss him. So I, I went home. I laid down for a minute. And God, um, my mother called, she said, Fanny, go to urgent care now. I said, yes, ma'am. And I went to urgent care. Bam, I have COVID. And COVID wasn't good for me. It wasn't good. Because God said, I got to deal with that. And I allowed that to happen so you could just sit. Because I got to deal with that. But the funny thing about it, God is good. Because nobody in my family in Baltimore, not Peter, got COVID. And I was all around them, hugging them and stuff. Because I was in denial, I'm not sick. Oh, my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. We're in denial. We're not sick. Nothing's wrong with us. And God's like, you're sick. You're not physical sick, but there's something wrong. And you're not dealing with it, but you're saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. And God said, you're not okay, you're not okay. But you're saying, I'm okay. And God's like saying, you're not. So I went around saying, I'm okay. I'm not feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Praying and fasting and all that. And God's like saying, I'm going to let you roll, baby. I'm going to let you roll. And he let me roll. So I, I got COVID. And COVID wasn't good for me. Because I've never been sick. So instead of dealing with the, the, the thing that I should have dealt with, God, what, what did you say? And I, I did everything they told me to. I took NyQuil. And I took too much. <laughs> My heart started racing, and if I didn't go to the doctors, I, I don't know what would have happened because my blood pressure went sky high, and they said, stop taking that stuff. Because yeah. I was trying to fix it myself. Amen. Good. I was trying to fix the plumbing. 
You understand? Because see, last year this time I broke my arm. So July 2nd, 2023, I thought I was going to have a praise report about my arm because I forgot that I broke my arm. Because in that season, God just like, I'm going to walk her through. Because remember, in last time I spoke, I said, God said, Fanny, you're not going to be able to deal. I can't have you deal with the pain of the physical pain and the internal pain, the soulish pain. You wouldn't be able to handle it. So I forgot all about that. And then God's like saying, now is time. We're going to deal with that. So I called my spiritual mom, Sister Curlin, my mentor. And the first thing she said, oh. See, I was in isolation with my arm, and that was good. I had a little bit of pain, but not that much pain. But I was in isolation, she said, oh. She laughed, you're going back in isolation. Could God's not do with you? It's something he wants. So Sean and Maria and Mama Bunny and all, I couldn't call on y'all for two months. I couldn't tell my husband. I couldn't call on people who I relied on to give me a little strength. God says, no, this is me and you, Fanny. This is the house to the house. You say you want what you want, it's going to cost you. Now, let's, let's get it on. You know? So it cost me. Because God said I have to deal with that. God is not concerned about your pedigree. He's not concerned about your business. He's not concerned about your money. He's not concerned about anything. He said that in order for you to be who I called you to be, I got to tear down your house. And every time I tear it down, you're going to die in that area. So when he was dealing with my plumbing, he was dealing with something that was dealing with me. I had to die to that. And every time he, he dealt with my plumbing, he dealt with the issue that was inside of me, I had to die and it hurt. So for two months, I just cried. No one knew. I came to church happy, go lucky. But at night, I'm struggling for my life. I'm finding the enemy has hit me with arrows here and there and there. And God is chiseling me, chiseling me, chiseling me. You want my wisdom? Chisel, 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 chisel. All right. Chisel, chisel, chisel. See, we want his wisdom, but God's like, you can't handle. You can't handle the truth. Because the truth will make you free. And that free will make you see you. When you're looking at other people, God free will make you see you. So God said, I got a hand. I got to deal with that. Yeah. See, God said, in order for you to thrive the way I want you to do, see, you're not thriving. You're just surviving. You're just living. You're coming to church, and you're praising God. You're serving. I'm talking about the body of Christ. But you ain't doing what God called you to do. He said, I need you here. I need you out here, and you still been in the back. But God, they don't want to dip. They don't know. They may not understand me. They may not receive me. God said, I don't care if they receive you. I receive you. So you got to go where I got to go. So God got to deal with that. Some of you people, some of you have people who say y'all nothing. Nobody, y'all are nothing because of the color of your skin. Because of they don't think you're cute enough. They don't think this. They didn't pick you in school. They didn't pick you in school. So they called you a nobody. They your parents didn't love you like they loved the other siblings. So God got to deal with that because God said, I pick you. You're somebody. But you allow the enemy to tell you who you are. Baby, I know who you are. I formed you. I created you. So you allow that. So you allow him to tell you who's your daddy. And I'm your daddy. So I got to deal with that because you think you're nobody when I call you somebody and you're supposed to be out here speaking my word and you back there hanging with your friends who are not doing you no good. When I told you to leave them alone and God's like, but you want to be that? You want my wisdom? I got to deal with that. I got to deal with you blaming people for what you're doing. If they would have did that, if he didn't do that, if he wouldn't have left me, if he didn't do that, if he didn't do that, but they talked about me. They said this about me. But baby God said, baby, you forgot you talked about them. You forgot you did some things to them. You forgot all about that, what you did. All you focus on is what they did to me. And God said, I got to deal with that. Bishop Holcomb told Valerie one day, she was saying, it's your fault. I blame you need to help me. But Bishop Holcomb said, don't put your, don't put your um, failure on me at my doorstep. Because if God told you to do it, he will never fail. But we blaming somebody, I can't do this because of this, God said, but I told you what to do. And God's like, I got to deal with that. This was me. I got to deal with you wives or husbands. Want your husband or your wife to be what you want them to be. Your expectations. 
You want to fix your husband to your standard, to your blueprint, to your specification. And God said, I got to deal with that because why are you trying to fix your husband? You can't even fix yourself. Why are you looking at your husband? You need to be looking at you because it's not him, it's you. So I got to deal with that. Because I used to say, Pete, you should do this, you should do this. God said, Fanny, you ain't even doing what I told you to do. How you want to tell Pete what to do when you ain't even telling you what to do? But this was the kicker. God said, you ain't his savior. You ain't his savior. If the baby got to fall, let the baby fall. If the baby got to die, you understand it's a metaphor. God will revive up the baby. He will bring the baby back. It ain't your job. It ain't your job, husband, sir. Say, my wife ain't this. No, you give that wife to God. She's not based on my foundation. Well, she's supposed to be this. Who says she's supposed to be this way? So God said, I got to deal with that. You want my wisdom? My wisdom going to cost you. You want my wisdom? Because, see, I'm going to look at you. See, some of us are too busy. We call it workaholic. Might as well shopaholic. Okay. (laughs) But we call it that. But God said, you're too busy. I got to deal with that. Why? Because, see, you're busy and you say, well, that's who I am. No, baby, that's not who you are. That's who you created. You built that house to say, that's who I am. That's not who you are. Because I need you to sit at my feet. I need you to be a prayer warrior. I need you to pray for your family. But you're so busy doing this and that, this and that, and this and that. You don't have time because you are so busy doing busy. You being moth and God said, I got to deal with that. Because, see, you're busy. Because something deep inside of you is keeping you busy. So you don't have to deal with the issue. You don't have to deal with it. So, because that issue is going to cost you for God to bring it out. It's going to cost you. So, God said, I got to deal with that. And that's what he's doing. He's dealing with it. See, there's a shift. We talked about that. There's a shift in the body of Christ. And see, we're still trying to be this and be that. And God said, I'm shifting. I remember Apostle used to say, there's a shift, there's a shift. He just said, there's a shift, there's a shift. Remember, I'm like, I'm shifting, I'm shifting, I'm shifting. I wasn't shifting. <laughs> but there's a shift. And God is shifting me. Because when God shifts you, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. God said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed with the renewing your mind. So he's shifting us. It's a paradigm shift because there's a, a mer- and, and an urgency in the land. And we're so busy doing what we want to do. And God said, I, I got to shift you. I got to, you got to, you got to accept the shift. What we used to do, we can't do no more. We're in a different place. We're called in a different place. So you, we want to stay in this place that he put us in, that we, we put us in. It was for a season. But that season is over. It's over. And God said, I need you to get out of that place that you, you used to, where you're comfortable. But now you're stagnated, and you're not doing me any good. You're not thriving because you're still trying to be all that you could be in this place when I need you to shift in that place because there's an urgency because people need to be saved. People talking about the um, COVID coming back. I'm like, okay. See, we got fear when we hear the word COVID. But see, kingdom people, church people say, let me tell you about my church. Let me send, come to my church. But kingdom building people say, let me tell you about the word of God. Let me tell you about Jesus. See, God is looking not for church people. He's looking for kingdom people going to say, let me tell you about Jesus. You may have COVID, but as long as you got Jesus, COVID don't have you. You may have cancer, but as long as you got Jesus, cancer don't have you. But we so focused on the, the situation, the ailment. We ain't focus on the king of kings and the lord of lords. We focus on the situation or the circumstance. And God said, I got to deal with that. Because you said you want my wisdom. And my wisdom going to cost you. It's not for sale. So that's what's happening. It's a paradigm shift. And all it is is changing our thinking. That's all it is. It's an important change that happened when the usual way of thinking or doing something is replaced by a new way of doing or thinking of something. A paradigm shift must take place for us to come to grips with the truth, God's truth, that it's not about us. It really is about him. 
It's not about new covenant life. When the people come, they don't need to see new covenant life. They need to see Jesus. So he's shifting our thinking. They don't need to see Pastor Pete. All his job is to bring the word. They don't need to see him in the hospital if he doesn't can't make it. Because they can have the elders. Garfields and, 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 and Maria and the, and the Goffinies and the Hogans and whomever. They don't need them. They can have you. And you, you go to the hospital. Because all, if you got Jesus, if the church, if they see in Jesus, they should see Jesus on you, 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 you. So if I come to pray, they're not seeing Pastor Pete, they're seeing Jesus. So there's a shift. And that's what God is saying, I need you to change. I need you to change your course. So in this shift, he was like saying, Fanny, we want to deal with your issue. So at night, I'm crying 3 o'clock in the morning, not understanding. I'm and, and so I de developed with anxiety and fear. And people call it stubbornness or control. But listen what God told me. It's not stubbornness or control. It's protectiveness. I'm protecting myself. So you call it stubborn. You call it control. God says you're protecting this. You have built walls. And so to keep you from getting hurt, keep you from getting wounded, you have a wall that no one can come in. You're going to let the people come in just a little bit. But then when they get too close, you're going to put, put that wall back up. I got to tear that wall down because, see, it's not about you. It's not about your family. It's about me. It's about me. So in that, that season, God had to deal with my insecurities. Two months, July and August. My husband, I couldn't tell my husband. Three o'clock in the morning, I'm crying. I took communion all the time. That was like my wine. If you came to my house, it was communion all over the floor. And God's like saying, look at my child. I'm just trying to deal with her and she just... It ain't about the communion. I understand it. I'm, built, I'm tearing down your house. And every time he tore down my house, it hurt. There's a shift going through the body of Christ, and God is trying to establish he's want his kingdom on earth because there's an emergency. But you say, you say this, God, I, I understand the shift, and I see you shifting me, but I'm afraid. They won't understand. They won't perceive me. They would think I think I'm all that. I'm used to doing it this way, God. I don't want to deal with my pride issue in this shift. I don't want to deal with my control issue in this shift. I don't want to deal with my past hurt, shames, and my abandonment issue, my rejection issue. He left me issue. She left me issue. My sexuality issue. I don't want to think about that I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to think about my lack of faith and my lack of confidence in this. Because when you show me my house that I created, what I built, and, and then you start turning it down, when you show it to me, it's going to hurt. So I'm okay being in this place. And God's saying, but you're not who I need you to be. You're not who I need created you to be. So I got to turn those things down. We don't want it. And God said, if you want my wisdom, it's going to cost you. The funny thing about it, each time I got closer to God, because I've been at this place for a long time, I guess God said, it's time now, Fanny. It's time. He's been calling me to do human trafficking. I've been scared. He said, you don't have a choice now. I said yes. He said, Fanny, you already said yes, but just like it's me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I said yes way back then. And then God said, okay, I'm, I'm gonna eh, I'm gonna come at I'm gonna come at you with your yes. Now it's time for you to pay the price for your yes. You know? So he every time he was that season, P, you didn't know I, I was just like, oh, I got heartburn so bad. I, I went to the doctors, the doctor said, You fine, you fine. My blood pressure went up, you fine, you fine. I was taking pills, don't God said, Don't take that pill. You fine, you fine, but I, I was, I was trying to fix my plumbing myself. Cause it, you can't fix this, Fanny. See, you, you bandage a lot of stuff in the past, but you be bandaging this. So I've been crying for two months straight. 
<laughs> July and August. When y'all come to the house, I'm like, how, how y'all doing? <laughs> you know, I'm not faking the funk because y'all didn't need to see me because it was like, oh, Lord, not again. We going back into the battlefield, God? We going back into the battlefield because I got to deal with that because you said you want my wisdom and my wisdom cost. See, God said, but every time I came close to that place, I, I just was like, Pete, the enemy was like I said, he was throwing arrows at me. And I was like this, and God was chiseling me, and I was like this, oh, Lord, because it was hurting, and I was crying, because God's will, don't ever say salvation is free, but the will of God is not free. You have, if Jesus died, what makes you think you don't have to die? What makes you think you don't have to give it all up? How dare you say that? So God was like, you're going to yield to me, Fanny. Because I got to show the house to the house. So God is saying, you want my wisdom? You really want my wisdom in CL? You really want me? You want the good and perfect and acceptable will of me? You want to honor me? You want to please me? Then you got to let wisdom build, my wisdom build your house. You got to tear it down. You got to turn down that I'm better than other people because I'm educated. I got more money. I got a better house than you. That pride issue. You got to tear it down. That say because of the color of my skin, I'm better. You got to turn that down. You got to go, let go and yield to his will. You got to let go and let go of your marriage and let God have your marriage, your spouse. Because you can't fix that man and you can't fix that woman because you're not, you're not that man's creator and you're not that man's savior. So if you think you can fix him, baby, you can't fix yourself. All right. In this season, I finally realized I can't fix myself. And it was a, it was a breath of fresh air. It took almost 59 years. You got to let go of your finances. You didn't get that thing because God said, I got to deal with that issue that you think you could got it, but I got to deal with it because you think that you did it in your strength and you had all the people, you have all the things you needed, but God said, but it's not about that. It's about you. Are you living my life? Are you letting me build your my house in you? So it's not about what you have, the degrees and the pedigrees. God said, give me your finances. Yield them to me. You got to yield your presence. Your future, your wounds, yes, he hurt you. Yes, she hurt you. Yes, they talked about you, but baby, you talked about them too. Don't say you didn't. Or you heard somebody talking about them, and when they talked about them, you kind of was happy. You ain't say it, but inside you said, that's what they get. Uh-huh, they messing with a righteous woman of God. Uh-huh. You were wrong for thinking that. You were wrong for thinking that. So you got to let go of your fears. Mine was fear. See, anxiety came with fit. I got so anxiety, everything started scaring me. So now I got to go back, and I'm not ashamed to admit this. Fear still has me, but it doesn't have me like it used to be or used to have me. But I'm studying the word fear. God says, study the word fear, because perfect fear has no what? Perfect fear, what is it? Perfect love there's no such thing as perfect fear. I'm sorry. Perfect love casts all, all fear. Amen. That means I got to know, God, you love me. Right. But the enemy made me fearful because of things that I had to deal with. And God's like, I got to deal with that. So for the next season, whenever it's finished, I'm studying the word fear. Because I'm going to be delivered from the word fear. So whatever your issue is, you study that. You study that and you give it to God and say, God, help me, Holy Ghost. Because I don't want to walk in fear. Fear has torment. Yes. And God is not a God of torment. He's a God of love, peace, and joy. Yes. So God says, give me your fear. And I'm like, I'm giving it to you, God. But you got to be honest with God. You got to say, my walls are moldy. My walls are molding. My, my windows are cracked. My, 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 um, my, my foundation is weak. My concrete has cracks in it. You got to be honest with God because that's what God is asking you to be. And you got to be real with God because he's a real God. Right. Yeah. He already knows your issue. So God is saying, okay. See, when God builds your house, 
God said, I need to build your house. I need to rest in your house. When God builds your house, listen to this. Love will be your foundation. Love will be your foundation. Whatever they say about you, baby, it won't hurt you. Because you love them. And it won't just be saying I love them. It will be an act of love because love builds your house. The wood, the framing will be built with his joy. His joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Whatever you go, it doesn't matter if it doesn't come. But as long as joy is in the midst, you got, you got everything. Peace will be in your walls. Peace. When people come in, they will feel the peace that surpasses all understanding. When they see you, they see peace. They see a glow around you. Long-suffering will permeate your house. The aroma of long-suffering, patience. You're patient with people. You're long-suffering with people because, baby, God been long-suffering with me. How dare me not be long-suffering with others? So long-suffering will be in your house. It'll be your aroma. Your landscape will be grounded in meekness. 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 I'm not, I'm only this way because God called me. I'm only here because God put me here. You want to walk in my shoes? Baby, you can't walk in my shoes. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have been able to walk in my shoes. Faith, gentleness will be in your windows, the gentle breeze. When they see you and the spirit you have is a gentle spirit. Faithfulness will be on the property, will be built on the property. The property will be built on faithfulness. See, faithfulness is not just coming to church and serving beyond time. Faithfulness is when somebody needs you and you see them, you call them up and say, I was just thinking about you. Let me bless you with this. Faithfulness is being faithful to him and being faithful to others. And then the last is like self-control will be your stability. Self-control will be the stability of your house. That's the fruit of the spirit. So God told me, he said, Fanny, you want my wisdom? You want my wisdom? It's going to cost you. But I said, yeah, God. I said, yeah, in the beginning. And then God said, I'm about to show the house to the house. Yeah. Because listen to this. We say, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. I said yes a long time ago. Jesus said yes and consider me. He said yes. But this is the thing. When we say, God, we want you to build our house, we, Jesus said, God, I, he, he was man. He had, a, he, had the, he had the body of a man. You know, he was clothed in man. And he said, this hurts. Right. This hurts. He saw what was going to happen because he's Jesus, too. He's God, too. He said, oh, my God, they're going to do this. They're going to chisel me. They're going to, he didn't say this, but, you know, they're going to turn out my walls. They're going to build back the foundation up from, from the scratch, from the bottom to the top because a house costs now. So he's saying they're they going to do all that, God. And he said, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I know you're going to tear down my house. I know you're going to blast my walls. I know you're going to tear up the concrete. But nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. See, we say, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. But on that cross, Jesus didn't say, here I am to worship. On that cross, Jesus didn't say, here I am to bow down. Because see, the joy that was set before him, me, me, he said he endured the, he endured the cross, despised the shame. That's what he said, didn't he? That's what he said. He said, I endure. So if you got to chisel me, you chisel me. If you got to deal with me, you got to deal with me. Because I want your will, God, not my will. So on the cross, Jesus didn't say, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. He said, here I am. You can turn it up a little. This is what he said. Here I am to say. Of the goodness of God. That's all he said. Because all my Worth it. So I built, I step aside, and I'm gonna let you.
to build your house in me. And no matter what I have to go through, if I got to shift, I'm going to shift. If I got to let some things go, I'm going to let them go. If I got to let friends go, go. As long as I got Jesus, I got everything. If they talk about me, let them talk about me because they talked about my king. But I surrender, God. I want your will. I know you as my friend, but I know you as my father, but I know you as my God. Because it's the goodness of God. It's all about him. So if you need prayer because you got issues and God's want to deal with that issue, you come on down and you come down for prayer because it's all about him because God is shifting us. He's shifting us because it's not about us. It's not about your kids. It's not about your family members. You're taking care of your family. God said, but I got somebody down the street you got to stay take care of. But you're worried about what Booby and all them are doing because it's the body of Christ. So God said, you want my call, my wisdom. It's going to cost you. But when it's finished, girl, you're going to look beautiful. Man, you're going to look handsome. Man, you're going to be all that. Because when you walk down the street, when people pass your house, they're going to feel me. They're going to see my glory. They're going to feel my presence. They're going to do all that. And then some. And they're going to say, what must I do to be like you? And you want to point them to the king of kings and the lord of lords. And you say, it's not me, it's him. Because it's all about him. I need some men. I need some men who are praying. I need you to come down and pray for Pete, Pastor Pete. Because he got a mission to do. He got a mission to do. You got a mission to do. God, good. It's all about him. Yes. Your all. Yes.
this is this might be the place for you but you pray about it and if you got something going on and God's trying to how many of y'all God's, God's in y'all windows in y'all house right now how many of that message was for y'all how many of y'all know that y'all supposed to be doing something that God called y'all to do and y'all not doing it how many of y'all still in that rut that stuck place worrying about what people think of you <laughs> don't don't you don't have to raise your hand. I've been in there for so many years now. I'm free. That's why I don't know what's going on. But it took a lot. <laughs> so if you're in that place, just this week, just ask God to build your house, build his house. Now, if I see you crying, I know you've been chiseling. You've been chiseling. Okay? But don't run from it. Take, take, be naked and not ashamed. And so, Pastor, that's all I have. Amen. Can we thank God for that word? Amen. Show the house to the house. That's a powerful message right there. God bless you. That was a fanny. Uh, thank you, brothers, too. Um, yeah, that's what we want to do more of, is to be praying for, for each other. Amen. Because God has a work for all of us to do. We are the body of Christ. Amen. So there's something for each and every one of us to do. I say this all the time. The power is in the pews, for real. And he's going to be dealing with you. When you seek him, the Bible says when you seek him, you'll find him. What happens is sometimes we don't really seek him. Right? What kind of, you know, we say we're going after God. Because when you find him, what he'll do is what Fanny taught us today. He'll show the house to the house. He'll show you who you are. Amen. Show you, show you who he is and what he's going to do in your life. Amen. Let's receive Elder Garfield as he comes. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.